0: It's the 19th of may 2019 welcome to the pbe daily the early mornings and late nights podcast of point blank you be mm-hmm. i figured the evening edition must happen today because it's time i make something for the weekend thank you so much for the guys who've been listening to the show two weeks in 200 listens i, I like that the, the slow progression towards success and i'm loving every single bit of it i was looking at the analytics on the anchor app and yo get guys from Tanzania listening makes me happy to get guys from the States listening I'm very very happy about that thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my musings and my excitement for the work that I do every day and the stuff I intend to do in the future I gotta admit this this weekend was a heavy one and it it wasn't heavy in the sense of I took too too much I actually Cracked the code. It's something that's been staring me in the face this entire time, but I finally found a way to do it with a degree of balance, and I think that's why what I want to talk about today. And it was there was a concert that was happening in town. I had one concert on Friday, if you recall, and after I took care of that concert, made it home on time, slept in. I was good. I was in a very good place. Woke up the next day, did a couple of pieces of work, sent those out, chilled out, and then in the evening I decided, you know what? I told myself to just give myself one short break. One perfect break, and then come back to the entirety that is my life. Totally worth it. I, unlike most, I prefer being in a venue supremely early. Find myself a corner. like Check out the venue properly, it's like reconnaissance. I just find a corner where I'm going to be very comfortable. Order the drink I want, and just go in. And I literally did the proper when I was balling on a budget. I just figured, okay, they came up with this offer. This offer makes sense. As long as I keep this drink and this water, I'm gonna be good. And it worked it truly worked i got to hear the music the place got super packed which was awesome but also it reaches a level where you're like okay at some point guys are gonna start passing out so let's hope we're gonna be okay and nobody tries to cause a fight and it never happened thank god i did see a couple of pass outs here and there i did some see some people really get in each other's faces nothing affected me in the aggressive way but i do feel i owe it to myself to say this one thing that being measured solves so much. I never understood the dynamic of bar fights, but being measured just literally made sense when it hit me this morning. Because early in the morning, I was saying goodbye to one of my friends. She's really cool. Her name's Ori. Ori is one of the, the, the most amazing female personalities I've gotten to hang out with in the last one year. And her music career is taking off I'm loving what she's doing with herself. And I was having a conversation, like a light banter conversation. But I was all a little buzzed and one of the people in her team was we had a conversation but it it, it almost felt as if I I came off like I was trying to condescend and I had to check myself because it reaches a point where you start acting way too excessive and you should check yourself and check your own ego. I caught myself in the middle of it and I knew I was going to say something that was going to cause a ruckus or cause a form of disrespect but I'm not one to disrespect people I've just met. So I had I'm glad I paused and I, and I pulled away from that situation and made my way home. got home in one piece, woke up, no hangovers to report, just exhaustion, so I've been napping most of today and a well-deserved steak was had, <laughs> I have to say that, some things we don't want to hear from in the middle of the month, but I had a few coins, I used those few coins to my advantage and I, I'm grateful for that. Now the, the word I've constantly been saying right now is this whole idea of being measured and being measured I mean this. We tend to overreact, especially as men we tend to overreact when we feel like somebody's trying to check our temperatures for us, how serious we are about who we are and what we are. And the more that happens, the more insane it becomes because now we feel the need that we have to now get into somebody's face and stomp our authority when, in real sense, by not having taken such aggressive moves, it works to your advantage. It literally made me lead back to a certain uh, historical personality, who in in Greater Pressure at the time. That's what it was called. Um, there's there's a personality who he truly was aggressive against the different small towns and small prin- principalities that exist in what constituted what we now call Germany, and uh, this individual took the time to notice when the temperature was moving in a certain direction as far as the aggressive uh, aggressive moves that Austria was giving towards the Germanic different states and he knew that they did not have the capacity to fight in war, to actually be victorious and even lead to even further things that could be achieved as far as uh, making a German state come to life, a strong united German front and he went against, he went counter to his Discipline and he literally gave speeches that made him come off as a person who was going for peace because he knew the only way he could access the actual power was by measuring to what extent he spoke passionately about that which he loves. Sometimes you have to speak contrary to what people expect of him. The person I'm speaking about is a guy called Otto von Bismarck, and Bismarck, I I think, is a person we can safely say, was the father of Germany. As we know it today and it's with his support and him being taken into the fold of the king of germany at the time of the emperor of germany i don't know if the title happened before or after um uh, uh, william the first but um the whole situation was because he took the time to measure to which extent he would actually be successful he was able to be successful it then leads me even further to think about another historical figure, and this other historical figure is um, Napoleon I think the second. I, I think his name is Napoleon the second. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, but the historical figure that we actually find out about, and he was the another emperor for France, and his whole situation was, he was the nephew of Napoleon Bonaparte, and he felt since he was the next of kin, he had the right, like him and other cousins, I think it was his brothers, or something like that. They had the right to take over the empire or rebuild the empire after the battle of Waterloo went sideways and Napoleon had already passed away and he wanted to come back as emperor and he wanted to constitute it again but he kept on trying to do it aggressively by thinking he had the same charm and charisma because he bears the name Napoleon. It never worked out in his favor so eventually he had to measure his himself and he came up with a following solution which actually worked to his advantage. He got into politics. The good old fashioned, way. he went to the ballot he won the polls he won the polls after he won the polls made this way all the way to being head of state and as head of state he constitutionally made himself emperor and in the time he became emperor it is said that he actually was the guy who fixed paris as far as infrastructure was concerned because apparently it was a filthy dump guys were throwing things all over the streets and he made that mark as far as that state is concerned but some of the war moves he made thereafter kind of affected his longevity of leadership and there has never been a king in France ever since and the thing i applaud about that story is he had to change tact he had to change, change the way he would be put into power he would get the power that he was really desperately craving to have now ego has to be removed from the situation if you're going to be able to be successful especially the story of Napoleon the the, the second Napoleon Napoleon emperor and by doing that, you actually fix things for yourself because now the situation becomes, okay, cool, how do I map out the services I'm going to control? It's because of this kind of uh, thought that's, that's why I changed the way I, I handle, say, certain types of deadlines. Like, like, I know I get hesitant and I panic a lot whenever I look at the workload that I have and, and start worrying about how the workload is supposed to be. The first thing I had to do was start considering to which extent I can actually do certain pieces of work. And and this is going to be a very repetitive feature about this particular podcast. I will not put myself in a position where everything is way too heavy for me to handle. Because the moment it becomes way too heavy to handle, everything goes off the rails. If I know within me I cannot execute the work I want to execute, I have to be conscious enough to tell myself, Dude, don't do that job. Finish the one you're doing and do it right. The thing I'm trying to train myself is to jump from one place to another I'm in the execution of a plot or a plan or a piece of work. And to get that kind of execution done right is not the easiest way to go. I have, I can attest that to that in every way possible. Because if I don't come up with a foolproof plan, then how in God's name will I be able to execute anything in any way, shape or form? And so, for example, the nine-to-five. There's a certain number of animation shots I have left and with these animation shots I have left, the best way for me to go about it is, like I said, what I was doing the last week was prepping the different shots that don't require too much motion from the characters. Now, when I left the office on Friday, I prepared three other shots of animation that I intend to finish when I get to the office tomorrow or the day after that. The quantities I would like to achieve every week sometimes get affected by the way I want the animation to look because, yes, I want to hit the deadline but I don't want to compromise on the quality of the work, because if I can notice it, everybody else can notice it. And even though I get obsessive compulsive about it, if it is noticeable that I took a cheap cop out for the work, then there's no reason why people should take it seriously that I did the work. If you're going to make a historical mark, you have to exercise patience and perfect execution. Now, measuring to what extent you're able to do something at a certain time helps you put things into a perspective and another thing I learned from yesterday, for example, I sat down with the person who's one of the lights engineers for the, the nightclub where the event was happening, and he was telling me about these different moves he intends to make as far as television is concerned and the kind of environment he'd create for a television show. We were spitballing back and forth, and I assured him that I'm not the kind of person who's going to try to take his idea and keep it to myself because I would never execute it the way he was supposed to execute it. His vision, his dream, best thing I could do was just pass him my card and hopefully when it comes time for me that they come to life I'm one of the first names he calls you would rather be a part of something that someone is doing that is great than to try rob the man of the idea and end up messing it up and even messing the reputation you would have therein especially in the world of social media and then other than that, another friend came through, a very good friend. He's actually one of the people who helps encourage me in knowing what best way to market and build this particular podcast. And it's DJ B-Town. And shout out to B-Town for taking the time to even have a chat with me yesterday. As much fun as we were having, we took a few moments before the buzz kicked in to make constructive conversation. And I can tell you this for free, big things are coming and we intend to make a very, very strong impact once we get in. And that's just... Being just dropping in a teaser to just uh, let you know like an Easter egg of what's coming in the future. Now back to the whole idea of being measured. I have another character who I saw as being measured, and he's not really related to the kind of historical figures I mentioned before, like Otto von Bismarck and Napoleon. But this character is, his story is what actually I find very, very cool, and very, very inspiring, especially because it looked like he's the first selfless type hero in quotes, I would put as far as leadership in the world is concerned. The person I'm talking about is a gentleman who is uh, his name is, uh, Henry Ford, President Ford of the United States. Now, when I saw the biography of the man, these are the things that I took from it. And I may be wrong in certain parts, so I'd encourage you to go to YouTube and check out the documentaries or visit a website that covers his biography and just check out this guy's story. The guy, first of all, when he he was born, the dad was supposed to be his his actual biological father did not step up. He left, and another gentleman stepped forward, and this guy loved young Ford like he was his own. He even gave the, gave Ford the name he adopted. He said, "Like yeah, you forget the guy who gave you life. I love you as my son, and I'm going to take care of you and your mom. We're going to be great." And he was a great man, and the fact that he was willing to do that for this young man was a great thing. Ford then joined the during the uh, education and. We, he was even a, very, a very successful football player as far as his state is concerned but uh, in his upbringing he always had this whole stand up stands for truth and stands for justice and stands for fair trade and fair treatment of everybody and for that, is he's seen as a weak person because many people don't really take seriously guys who are willing to give everybody a fair shake and when he joined the senate he was considered a person you could really dialogue with and you liaise with to make great things happen and his personality became so strongly ingrained in what the psyche of the United States was, and as a result of that, when he got into uh, very leading positions during the reign of President Nixon, people saw him as a figure who no one really feared, being in a position of power, or putting in a position of control. And when Nixon was going through the Watergate scandal, his vice president at the time stepped down because of a lot of corrupt things he was doing and was trying to escape anything that would lead to him being president in any way, shape, or form. And Ford was nominated as to be the vice president of the United States at the time. And people saw him as this one figure who no one really would take seriously and whatnot. But because he was such a, an underestimated figure, it worked to him his advantage. And when Bush came to shove and President Nixon had to step down and Ford came in, no, he wasn't a person who was trying to be president at the time. But then, people who are reluctant heroes get thrust into such positions. He wasn't even trying to do it as a, a formal strategy, unless uh, information has come out recently that proves me wrong. But as is one of the most uh, least spoken presidents of the United States, his personality as a man is something I really look to He was thrust into a position where he felt he needed to do something for to better his nation, and he did that. As far as the emotional state of the country at the time, I think he played a part in doing that. Certain people are just born with the degree of measure required to try and balance out or even just soften the blows that would come from the figure that was the character who came before. I mean, Nixon for everything Nixon was, Ford was not, and because he was not, it gave the chance to actually heal and rethink the idea of leadership. I always look at these different leadership qualities around the world because I think it helps educate the situation we're dealing with in our country. And I will not touch any form of politics at this time because that's just stuff we need. We, we can't really be objective at the moment. It's too close to the chest. I learned that from um, uh, one of my favorite history podcasts, Hardcore History. And because things are close to heart, we tend to not take the time to really measure how far we take the narrative and how far we take the solution. That so my advice to you would be this as you prepare yourself for the Monday that is coming do take the time to put lists down of things we expect to execute of things you expect to do and be. do not be afraid to check your ego to yourself first before you check your ego in front of you because sometimes the words we choose to say in the impulse of emotion make us become worse figures than we actually are in real life but these are just a few thoughts that I have and I figured it was best to share them the moment it hit me because reflection of my flaws and my positives and my negatives help me better myself as a man and even better myself as a person making this material come to you audibly. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning to make sure we make the first edition of the morning podcast for week number three. We're moving step by step and I think I'll be I'll be the happiest camper when we hit the first month introducing the show so unexpectedly and having it continue to grow and grow and even make me push myself to become a better person as far as my work is concerned and as a man. So, in the words I would like you to all say with me, be Caesar, or be nothing at all, God bless you all, be good, and we'll talk tomorrow